Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Welcome to another edition of Bears Nation podcast. We're back. We had a little bit of a hiatus for a couple weeks, schedules trying to match up during the holiday season, but we're back. Uh, Josh Lyles is actually still doing some family stuff, some holiday stuff. So it's me and Chris Nano today, but welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the show, to the Bears Nation podcast. We're ready to talk about Bears football. There is a lot to talk about, Uh, but Chris, hello. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, the bears are, are flying right now. Um, and I'm on break from school. So, uh, just having a good time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really quick, uh, I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, seeing as it happened last week, but the bears won't beat the Vikings in Minneapolis, 24 to 10, a dominant performance in which they were missing Allen Robinson for the whole contest, Anthony Miller for most of it, Taylor Gabriel for the entire second half. Kyle Longley played about a quarter and a half in his return, which was expected. Uh, a lot of the starters got some rest in the second half, and the Bears dominated wire to wire. I mean, I think this is one of their best performances. Trubisky now three games without an interception. Uh, so the arrows still point up. They're still rolling. Chris, do you have any just quick thoughts you want to get out about this game? Yeah, um, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Uh, we really had nothing to play for. Um, Obviously, we were playing for that bye, hoping that the Rams would lose. But um, at halftime, we saw the score, and we, we knew what, what what was about to go down. So, um, you know, it was pretty impressive um, just seeing how much, you know, you know how dominant the team was, offense, defense, special teams. Just we, we put it all together for four quarters and knocked the Vikings out, and, you know, it was a good feeling. Uh, Matt Nagy said before the game that we were going for the kill, and, you know, that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, just an overall dominant performance, and great to see. Yeah, it's great to see that they didn't take their foot off the gas. They went for the kill. Uh, Obviously, the big discussion leading up to this game was, were they going to go for the kill? Were they going to, you know, step on the Vikings throat and really go for it? And they did because last time the Bears decided not to go for it and the last time they decided to kind of ease back was 2010 when the Packers came uh, and, and made them pay for it later in the postseason. So it's good to see that. It's, I think we've been talking about it all season. It's another testament to Matt Nagy and what this offense, what this culture, how it's changed over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely, man. 100%. Yeah, so that's just the quick recap of the Vikings game. Uh, the rushing game also had another good game with that. Jordan Howard was over 100 yards. But the next bit of news we need to talk about before we get to the preview of the playoff game against the Eagles is all pro teams were announced today. Uh, the Bears had a handful. Khalil Mack expected. Uh, we expected him to make that 
you, you know, he's been unbelievable all season. Tariq Cohen, he made it as a punt returner. Also expected, uh, he's electric. We know what he can do when he's returning punts. Uh, he's been unbelievable for them. Uh, one that I want to talk about is Eddie Jackson in his second season makes first team all pro. And just a note, these are all all pro positions, first team. Uh, so all these guys made first team. Eddie Jackson in the second season, you know, despite missing a couple games, Eddie Jackson makes first team all pro as a sophomore safety. Uh, and, uh, you know, Chris, I think he deserves it because me and you have been singing his praises all year. Me and you have been talking about him since before even the season started when we said we expected him to be more of a playmaker, more of a ball hawk. And he did that and more. And despite missing a couple games, first team all pro, I think it was well-deserved. And then Kyle Fuller is the fourth one. He has really elevated his game. He hasn't really, he hasn't at all actually taken a step back despite getting paid. You know, sometimes you see guys play at an elite level in their walk year and then they get that, they get the bag and then they just kind of, you know, regress a little bit. Kyle Fuller has just continued to grow. I think he's Far and away, no doubt, a number one corner, a shutdown corner now uh, who can make plays. He leads the NFL in interceptions and passes defense. Uh, I mean, Chris, I think these are all very good picks. Do you think there was anyone that got snubbed? And I mean, just talk about these guys, too. I know you have a lot to say about Eddie Jackson, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it's still kind of unfortunate that Akeem Hicks always gets left out of the mix. you know, we, we always talk about Mac. We always talk about now it seems like we're always talking about Eddie Jackson, uh, Kyle Fuller, Danny Trevathan, even Roquan Smith. And it's like, you know, we we as Bears fans know how good Akeem Hicks is. And we still sometimes, I feel, don't talk about him as much. Um, and, you know, he he absolutely could have been first team all pro. Um, I understand, you know, that the, the position is stacked. But, um, you know, he, he very well could have been. Um, but it is what it is. And I'm sure Akeem Hicks has his sights on on something else and you you know what i'm referring to so uh, <laughs> that's that and then um khalil mack we knew he was gonna make it i mean it's khalil mack um but the two guys uh i wanted to talk about um oh also props to Tariq Cohen. i don't want to forget about him he's been great all year as well um and like you said he can just make something out of nothing at, at any point in any game so um that's that's just what makes him so dangerous um, but then the two guys I wanted to talk about was uh, Kyle Fuller and, and Eddie Jackson. Um, to start off with Kyle Fuller, um, boy, was I wrong about Kyle Fuller. Um, <laughs> he, he has literally shut down every top receiver he's faced uh, within the last two years. Um, maybe not shut down, but he's contained them, um, uh, t- uh, you know, a pretty good amount. So, um, you know, I, I, I have to agree. I think he's he's for sure a number one corner at this point, um, you know. You guys remember you and you and Josh remember me saying that um, you know I, I feel like he's a really good cornerback uh, two, uh, but not I don't I didn't feel like he was a cornerback one. But I mean he he shut that down really quick. He's he's been phenomenal and he absolutely deserves to be uh, first team All Pro. And then you guys know my boy Eddie Jackson had to had to mention him. Um, you know the scary thing about Eddie Jackson is yeah, after this year I I still feel like he's only scratching the surface. Um, you know, this is only his second year, um, and it's just absolutely crazy to think about um, the stride he's made, you know. And and even last year, I feel like Bears fans knew what was coming with, with Eddie Jackson. He was just – he just shuts down an entire side of the field. And um, I just want to mention this to people on Twitter who keep telling me that Eddie Jackson only scores touchdowns. Um, that is literally one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard, um, and I mean that. Because if you watch him play, he does so much more. Um, than just create turnovers. I mean, he shuts down 
an entire side of the field that I mentioned um, all by himself. And, you know, he, he just makes up ground so quickly. Um, and, you know, he's, he's our general on the field. You know, he's, he's, uh, he sees everything um, and he just he aligns everyone where they're supposed to be. You know, he's just he's great, man. He's, he's phenomenal. It's unbelievable that people use scoring touchdowns as an argument against a defensive player. Like, how, how do you use scoring points and putting points on the board for your team as an argument against why they're good? I, I mean, and you're right. It is kind of, it's a naive thing to say to be like, Oh, that's all he does. Obviously he does more because he puts himself in positions to score those points and score those touchdowns. So it's unbelievable to me that that's an argument in real life that people use. Oh, well he's, he's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and the, you know the thing is, I, I I absolutely understand that argument for a cornerback, um, but for a safety, I feel like it's a completely different conversation that we're having. Because um, you know they're they're that's mainly their job. A corner, a corner's job necessarily isn't to get interceptions. Um, they're just supposed to you know get the wide receiver to not do their job. Um, but a safety, I mean, what what more can you ask for than than what Eddie Jackson is doing? You know what I mean? It's just it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, obviously, Eddie Jackson, I agree with you. I think there's still another step he can take. I still think uh, there's a little bit more he can do. Uh, I'm very excited to watch him. I'm very excited to watch. It's so interesting because the Bears, for the longest time, it was always that the defensive line and the linebackers were good to find. You know, you didn't really have any issues. And it was just, all right, we just got to find the secondary guys. We just got to find the safeties in the corners around them to make it a really cohesive unit. And now here you are. You have a star at cornerback and you have a star at safety. And they're both relatively young guys. You have them both long term. And then obviously, we know what the situation is with the linebackers in the line with Rokon Smith and Cleo Mack and Eddie Goldman and on and on and on with guys that you have locked in. It's, it's so crazy. And I mean, that's, part, that's been the theme of the year to just the transformation of this year's bears to what they have. But yeah, I mean, good on all those guys. I look forward to seeing the other all pro announcements. I saw the second team was announced. The bears didn't have anyone there. I feel like they can get a couple guys to sneak into the third team. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone like Akeem Hicks, Danny Trevathan, but very interested to see, but let's talk about what everybody's waiting for. We're a couple of days out on Sunday afternoon. The Chicago bears will be hosting a playoff game. They will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first playoff game hosted in Chicago and over five, 10 years. It's been a very, very long time. We've been waiting for this for a very long time. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. There's been a lot of talk about this game. I think a lot of people are very interested in this game. Uh, you know, the, you have the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion Eagles coming to Chicago to face this team that has come out of nowhere. Seemingly this team that is 12 and four shocked. Everybody won the NFC North, beat the crap out of the Vikings twice, uh, beat the crap out of the Packers uh, later in the season after losing them by one point in the opening week of the season who dominated everyone, won nine of their last 10 to end the season. I mean, this is an exciting game. I'm excited to see this. I think it'd be more exciting if Carson Wentz was playing, but it just adds to the story that Nick Foles is back there and trying to lead the Eagles on another playoff push. Yeah. um, You know, the Eagles, um, they feel like they're the underdogs. Um, They have a chip on their shoulders, so um, they're going to be playing hard for sure. Um, you know, they, they have a, they have a really good front seven Their their secondary banged up a bit, but their front front seven can more than make up for that. Um, and yeah, Nick Foles was good to go. Um, he was ruled good to go. I think a couple of days ago, 
Um, and yeah, you know, we know, you know, we know the uh, the weapons they have on offense: Zach Ertz, Alshon, Jeffrey, and uh, Golden Tate. You can even throw in Nelson Aguilar. Um, and you know, they have a stout offensive line. So you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, they 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 just snuck in, and they needed us to win for them to get in. But um, you know, this is actually a dangerous team, and they can very well win this game. So we got to hope we <laughs> we got to hope everybody's ready. Yeah, I agree. I have- Obviously, you know, it's the playoffs. Everybody's got to be ready for every game. And to their credit, I think the Bears, the only game that they really came out flat in was that Giants game. That's the only one I can really remember that I, I wasn't really happy with the effort and the fire they, they came out with. Granted, that was no Trubisky. And, you know, it was somewhat of a trap game already, uh, mm-hmm. even before the injury to Mitch. But, you know, I, I think for the most part through 16 games that this team has shown that they're a team that'll come out. They don't underestimate anybody. Uh, they come out. They want to kick you in the teeth. They want to dominate you, especially at home where they're seven and one this year. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see that what this team does. Uh, let's talk about for the Bears to win this game. I think, you know, we've said it all year. Trubisky's got to be on and he's got to be he's got to not make mistakes. He's just got to do enough for you to win. He's just got to do what he's been doing for the last three games. Just don't make mistakes. He hasn't had interception since that ugly Rams game, his first game back. He's played really well in those last three games, I, I think. I thought he showed really good chemistry with Allen Robinson against the 49ers. I thought against the Vikings, he showed that he knows what situations are what when he just needs to make the easy throw. And I think against the Packers, he showed that killer instinct. I think he showed that, all right, we're here to win. So over the last three weeks, I've been really happy with Mitch's performance. Uh, I think we've seen him start to rise up as the franchise quarterback, the guy who knows what is expected of him and knows that he needs to be the guy that makes things happen on offense and just, just lets the offense flow. Um, other than him, I think this is a game in the trenches. I think it comes down to our all line versus their D line and vice versa. Uh, but I'll let you go. Cause I, I went on that little rant about Mitch right there. So what do you need to see? What's the number one thing for the bears to win this game, Chris? Yeah. So, um, you were talking about how Mitch, you know, has looked better these past three weeks. And for me, I think that's because we've been able to run the ball. Um, you know, there's so much less pressure on him when we're able to run the ball. And he just looks a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Um, and he, he was just making some of the throws he made against Minnesota was just insane. Like stuff that, you know, we hadn't seen from him um, all year. Um, you know, that's a sign of maturity. That's a sign that, you know, he's, he's grown in this offense. And, and like you said, he knows what's expected of him. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed a trend, you know, when, when, when we're running the ball, well, it just makes everyone's job easier. Um, right. and I feel like that goes without saying, but you know, it, it's, it's evident, uh, when you, when you watch this team. So yeah, I think it's just running the ball, being able to run the ball. Um, we, we've talked about it all year, thunder and lightning with Jordan Howard and Tariq. Um, and you know, Jordan Howard has been, been a lot better. Um, and yeah. you know, he's been, he's been looking like the running back that, that we expected to see coming into the year. And, you know, if we can get Tariq Cohen going as well, I just I just think there's too many weapons for this Eagles defense to be able to handle. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I just got to be able to run the ball. Yeah, running the ball has been huge. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the season that, you know, what was happening? Why weren't they running the ball as much? Why weren't they running the ball as efficiently? Uh, I think over the last four weeks, really since that Rams game, They've been even the Giants game. If you want to go back further than that, I think they've been running the ball noticeably better. You've been seeing longer runs. 
Um, but just the last four games alone, Jordan Howard's rushed for over 100 yards in two of those four games. Uh, in another game, I believe he had 53 yards, 55 yards on only 13 carries, which was good for about f- over four yards per carry, which you like to see, obviously. Uh, you know, the running game is finally coming together at the right time. And I think getting Kyle Long back obviously helps that. It's huge for that because he's so big and he's so strong. Uh, you saw it against Minnesota when he can just spring you for a 42-yard run. Uh, and yeah. You can just knock someone over, give Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen or whomever that big hole to run through. I think that's a huge thing. Um, I It's just there's so many factors that go into this Eagles game because – uh, you know, they, they do have talent. Their defense has been hurt by injuries. Um, but at the end of the day at that, de- on that defensive line, they're throwing at you, Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett, and Chris long. And they are one of the best at getting the quarterback. Uh, they've had an astounding number of QB hits. Uh, Cox had 10 and a half sacks, 34 QB hits. Bennett had 30 QB hits and Chris Long finished with 20 hits of his own. And Chris Long is a really situational guy. So the fact that he can get back there and get 20 hits on a quarterback in a season is also uh, really impressive. So their pass rush is there, but I think their secondary is where they're vulnerable. Mitch has to be able to make those quick reads, find the mismatches and hit them. You know, Allen Robinson, they're expecting him to play in this game. Anthony Miller expected to play in this game. Taylor Gabriel is expected to go. Um, You saw what Javon Wims could do a little bit. Trey Burton obviously is still there. He had a good game against the Vikings, Um, but quarterbacks are completing two thirds of their passes against the Eagles. That's ninth best in the NFL. And they've had a 93.4 pass rating. That's right along what Mitch has had all season. Uh, It's the, the weaknesses are there. The bears just have to be able to capitalize on them. Mitch just has to be able to make those reads and put the ball where it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would love to see Javon Wims play in this game just to give us, uh, uh, you know, another receiver who can get us that height advantage. Cause, right. uh, you know, the, the Eagles corners are not very tall. Um, Cravon LeBlanc is also going to be back there. Um, and you know, we, we know, we know a lot about Cravon LeBlanc. He's a pretty good mm-hmm. cornerback. So, um, you know, it, he's, he's able to, he's able to make those plays that I feel like the other Eagles corners can't, um, and obviously he was on the Bears, so he's kind of familiar with with some of the guys. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I mean their secondary is, is clearly their weakness. Uh, just got to be able to exploit that. Um, and then you know just just those. I, I think we got to kill them with the deep throws. Um, just mm-hmm. you know run the ball, run the ball, and then go deep. Just kind of mix it up, keep them on, keep them on their toes. Um, especially with with guys like Fletcher, like you said, Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett, Chris Long. I mean those guys are some of the best guys we have in this league. So. Um, you know, Bobby Massey, Kyle Long, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, Charles Leno, those guys all got to be ready. Um, and, but but I do think they will be. So, Yeah, and what I want to talk about about the offensive line, going back to that Eagles pass rush, you know, the Vikings were third in the NFL, I think, in sacks. Yeah. And they were one of the best pass rushing teams. And the Bears gave up just one QB hit all game. And that was without Kyle Long for most of that game, too, when he was because he was on a pitch count, uh, so to speak. So. You know, the fact that Daniels, I've been very happy with how he's progressed. Whitehair has really, I think, had his best season as a pro so far. And then yep. Massey and Leno, we we know they're both solid. Um, so, you know, when you're going up against the guys that the Vikings throw at you and you only give up one QB hit, that gives me a lot of faith in this Bears team going forward, especially if you're going to have Kyle along that entire game. Uh, yep. Back to your point about Philadelphia being susceptible to the long ball. 
the Eagles have given up 60 pass plays of 20 yards or longer season. That's third most in the NFL. So, you know, I think this could be a huge Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. If you can get those matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting Gabriel and Anthony Miller more so than, than Allen Robinson. I, I just feel like teams don't respect our other receivers as much as they should. Um, I feel like, I feel like that's why Allen Robinson's numbers don't jump out uh, jump out on the page to you because he's just he's always the, the main focus of the defense um and that's why you know we've seen guys like taylor gabriel and anthony miller have have semi breakout games because you know people just don't take them as serious um mm-hmm. which, you know i get it when you have guys like alan robinson and jordan howard you kind of the other guys kind of get lost in the mix but um you know this is going to be the game where where you know those guys are going to have to prove themselves and <laughs> there's no better time to do it than in the playoffs yeah, absolutely. And I think this team is starting to get into a rhythm right at the right time. Um, you know, one of the things that Nagy talked about with Trubisky, especially, is that in that Vikings game, there was a play in the first quarter uh, and Burton ran an out route and he had the separation, but Trubisky uh, led him too far and the ball ended up going out of bounds and they could have had a first down on that. And then later in the fourth quarter, almost the same exact play, and Trubisky hits him in strides. Again, DeBurton hits him in stride. And it's those kinds of in-game adjustments that Nagy said he's really excited about and shows Mitch's maturity and how he's matured through the season. That's really good. Another thing that stuck out to me on that same point was that Taylor Gabriel 40-yard catch. Uh, that And, you know, it was, it was a good throw and a better catch by Gabriel. But still, it shows that, like you said, sometimes these guys get overlooked, they get underrated, and they can go and make plays like that. And so I, I think that's something to watch out for if the Eagles do decide to key on, key in on Robinson or Burton or Cohen. I mean, that's going to leave Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel open to wreck some havoc of their own. It's just, again, I, I keep hammering this point home. It's just a matter of Mitch knowing where the mismatches are at and taking advantage of them when they happen. Yep. And then I just had a quick question for you. Um, how do you feel about Alshon Jeffrey's comments? Um... I know. Okay. So for those who don't know, Alshon Jeffrey was asked about Chicago and the playing service. And, you know, he said the Chicago playing service in soldier field wasn't, that wasn't very good. It was terrible. And he said that he loves being in Philadelphia. Chicago is just where he was for work. I can't really slight him for that. I mean, cause to an extent it's true. He was drafted there. It's not like he chose to go to Chicago. He then chose to go to Philadelphia and resign there. <coughs> Excuse me. On and on and on. Um, he's also correct about Soldier Field. Sometimes it's not the best playing surface. We've seen that. We've known that that's been a thing. Other players have said that. Um, do I think it's a little petty to say it leading up to a playoff game and say it leading up to a, a really tough matchup, a uh, game that a lot of people are going to be watching? A little bit, but also Alshon Jeffrey did go back on that and say that he did like Chicago. He liked being here. He was just more talking about soldier field and its conditions as a whole, not the city. That's fine. I mean, say whatever you want to say, man. Uh, he's having a, he's had a good career in Philadelphia. He's had a good couple seasons there. He's a super bowl champion. Awesome. Good for him. Uh, you know, it would it have been awesome if he had been able to stay healthy like this and stayed with the bears. Yeah, of course. But you know, at the end of the day, you still have your guys, you know, it, it worked out better for both teams because the bears have their receiving core and Alshon has a good situation for him that he feels comfortable. With. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I think it would have. I'd rather he say it before the game than after. 
Because if he had said after the game, it, it would have looked like he was trying to make excuses, and he didn't do that. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to get um, your. Yeah, I know that's what a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the defense because we've been mostly talking about the offense so far, um, and this is where most of the Bears All Pro and slash Pro Bowlers are. I think this game, it, you know, on paper, it's easy to say, oh. Oh, the Bears defense should dominate this. But I mean, that's what everyone said about Nick Foles last year too. Nick Foles has multiple single game records to his name. Uh, he's a guy who can step up in the big moments. We've seen it happen. Uh, he won them a Super Bowl last year, quite literally. Uh, he outplayed Tom Brady last year, last February. So I, I'm not underestimating Nick Foles. I do think this Bears defense is better than any defense the Eagles played last year, though. I and think that, this Bears defense is better than last year's Vikings, last year's Patriots, yep. on and on. Yep, and that and that's exactly what my point has been to everybody that has um, you know been talking about Nick Foles. I just I don't think he's played in an atmosphere like Chicago. Um, you know, in the cold, like it's gonna it's gonna be freezing on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday night it's gonna be Sunday evening. So yeah, it'll be it'll get colder, chillier, and you know by the lake. So um, and like you said, he hasn't seen you know. A defense like ours um you know and and with all due respect to nick Foles, i mean he's a super bowl champion you know mm-hmm. he did his thing last year um but i just i just <laughs> i mean with this with the way this bears defense is playing i just feel like the, like the way they're talking about nick Foles is a little bit disrespectful um because i feel like they're just oh how did the how did the bears you know stop nick Foles? and it's not really the other way around when i feel like it should be um but it is what it is um you know the Eagles are a good team, so I get it. They're they're Super Bowl champions, um, and you know they're back in the playoffs. So anything can happen, uh, especially with the experience they have. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, just for reference, the temperature in Chicago on Sunday is expected to be a high of 39. So you're looking at you know three o'clock in the afternoon. It's probably going to be about 35, mid to low 30s, and it's going to keep going down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. We saw what happened when the Rams came to Soldier Field in that weather, too. Um, you know, back to your point about Nick Foles. Yeah, I, I think he gets talked up, sometimes gets talked down. But this is a really good Bears defense. This is a Bears defense that can move laterally. If you're talking about Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, they're guys that don't really get beat. If you're talking about Kyle Fuller or Prince of Mukamara, they're guys that can ball hawk Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos can come and step up in the box, or he can even make some plays on the ball too. Um, I think what the bears have to watch is the quick passing game. We've seen some issues with that earlier this year. We saw what happened when, uh, especially you talk about those first few games and granted that was a long time ago. That was what, four months ago, five months ago, (laughs) this team hadn't really come together completely, but we've seen that the bears have issues with the quick passing game sometimes. So, you know, I think this is a big Roquan Smith game. I think this is a big game for the secondary too to just stay with the receivers. Don't give up the big play. Let them try and nickel and dime you and give that pass rush time to get there. Leonard Floyd's been playing a lot better ever since he got that club off his hand. He's been playing great. I think Leonard Floyd has really shown you what kind of player he can be. He played all 16 games this year, first time in his career. Uh, obviously, you talk about Mac and Akeem Hicks. As long as the linebackers and to as long as the secondary and to an extent, the linebackers stick with their guys. I think the pass rush will get there. The the Eagles have a great offensive line. They have an all pro and Jason Kelsey, but 
you have an all pro on your defensive line and maybe another guy who should have been all pro on Hakeem Hicks too. And then you have a guy like Leonard Floyd, who's also a really good edge rusher. So to me, uh, this game gets one in the trenches. If you can get to Nick Foles, he's not very mobile. So get to him. You're going to make something happen. Uh, it's just a matter of not giving up the big play and just playing sound fundamental football, which I mean, sounds easy enough, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who for you? Okay. So <clears throat> we talked about the injured guys. Eddie Jackson's expected to play. Even if he's not fully hundred percent, it seems like he's going to play. Uh, we talked about how Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, it looks like they're going to play. Uh, you know, Aaron Lynn, just looks like he's still going to be out. So you lose one of your guys who is one of your better pass rushers. But like I said, you still have Mac, you still have Floyd Hicks, Goldman, all these guys, uh, that one I'm not as bad about, but who is the guy for you? And let's take out Cleo Mac because that's the obvious one. Who's the guy for you that needs to have the best performance against the Eagles for the bears to win this game? Uh, for me, it's Danny Trevathan. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like he's he's like I talked about with Eddie Jackson. I just feel like he's one of the leaders of the defense, um, and you know he's he's the brain of our defense. So um, you know him him and Eddie Jackson, I should say. Um, but you know he, he's he's gonna see everything um, that happens before it happens. So um, you know it, it's his job. You know he's been here for a while. He you know he, he's been here through the tough times, and um, you know now we're good. So um, you know it should make him play 10 times harder. Um, and, you know, one thing I wanted to mention um, with Khalil Mack, this kind of, you know, I'm kind of sidetracking here, but um, it just seems like these guys genuinely love playing for each other. Um, and I feel like that's also another reason why they've been so good. Um, you know, it, it, it's up to Trevathan and some of the veterans like Akeem Hicks um, to kind of, you know, rally everyone together and just be like, all right, this is the time. Um, everybody's watching us. This is the time to prove to the world who we are. Um, and you know, I, I think Danny Trevathan will deliver, um, you know, especially when he's playing alongside a guy like Roquan Smith, you know, this is an excellent teaching moment for, for Danny Trevathan to, to kind of help Roquan Smith, um, you know, in these type of situations where, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to come down to just who's better and, uh, who's playing harder. So, um, Danny Trevathan is definitely the guy I'm looking at uh, to have a big game. Yeah, that's actually my, uh, guy too, Danny Trevathan and to a secondary point, Roquan Smith, um, because I think they're going to be the guys as to get on Zach Ertz a lot of the times in this game, if they try and send Ertz over the middle. Uh, and I think, I think especially Foles are going to try and hit those quick slants, hit those quick outs. And I think a lot of times Roquan and Danny Trevathan are going to be those guys that are going to be asked to cover him. Uh, so I think that's going to be huge. And like you said, Danny Trevathan's the brain of this operation. He's the guy that's he's making those calls. He's the guy that is calling things out to everybody else, setting guys up. So I think that's huge, especially because we know that the Eagles and Doug Peterson like to use some trickery, much like the Bears. They like to kind of throw some weird things at you. So I think that's huge. Um, but let's do a preview. Let's do it before we wrap it up. Uh, like we said, we're doing just a quick episode here to get out a preview, but let's do final predictions. Um, I'll go first. I think this game isn't a shootout. I think this is a defensive game and just whoever makes the most plays wins the game. I think the bears win this 17 to 10. Uh, I I think that they win by a touchdown, but you're going to need probably a Cody Parkey field goal here. One or two. And, and, you know, while that makes us hold our collective breath as Bears fans and as Chicagoans, uh, you know, we saw he, he doinked one off the upright again against the Vikings. 
but I think they win this one by a touchdown by seven points, 17 to 10. I'm going to call it. Um, I, I think the bears win this. I think it's going to be a tight, tight game. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to say, uh, 21, 10. Um, I just think, you know, that, that secondary for the Eagles is just not very good. Um, I feel like that's just what it comes down to. Um, and, you know, I feel like their front seven can only carry them so long before, you know, they get tired and, um, you know, I think Mitch picks them apart, um, especially towards the end of the game. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to have some long grueling drives that are just going to absolutely break the Eagles backs. And, um, so yeah, 21, 10, um, and I'm expecting a big game from Jordan Howard, uh, offensively. Yeah. I think the run game gets going too. I think it continues, but, uh, all right, that's our wild card preview. If the Bears win, they go to L.A. this time for a rematch with the Rams, hoping they can get there. Looking forward to a very tough, gritty game. Chris, thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for taking the time. We pumped this one out. But we will be back next week. Win or lose, probably win because, you know, it's the Bears and they're really good. But, all right, you've been listening to Chicago Bears Nation. Thank you for listening. Bear down. Chicago.